Okay, so every blessing to you all, and uh, this is James Battelle for excatholicsofchrist.com. This will be a new project of mine to try and do a walking, talking sermon. Somewhat of a uh, unusual concept for me to do. As some of you may know, I try and go walking two or three times a week, and I try and walk just under five miles and I believe that we need to take care of our bodies we are three-part being body soul and spirit and although the Word of God says how bodily exercise profits little we are nonetheless expected to take care of ourselves in fact the Word of God says that if any man defiles the temple of God him will God destroy and I take that to be a reference to a saved person who is abusing their bodies. Not just uh, what you shouldn't be doing, but what you should be doing. And therefore, if you can get out and exercise, you should do so. But uh, like I say, I try and walk around five miles two or three times a week. So if I sound a little out of breath, you know why. But what's more important will be the content of this message. This will be number one uh, when it comes to my walking, talking sermon and I hope it's going to work. I hope the audio will be audible and uh, more importantly I hope that you can hear it and get a blessing. There's been many a times over the last little while when I've gone walking and I thought to myself if only I had my microphone to hand, I could say this and I could say that. And sometimes those thoughts return to me and I'm able to put those thoughts on camera or on mic during our live Sunday morning sessions. But very rare uh, when it comes to me being able to attain everything. So for today, what I want to try and do is discuss holiness because we were told back in Hebrews that without holiness nobody's going to see the Lord and that piece of scripture does cause problems when it comes to harmonizing with the rest of the scripture because if you take a look at Acts 5 you read about a couple who were lying to the Holy Ghost who got caught for lying to the Holy Ghost and Peter challenged them which of course is a picture of giving such a couple the chance to come clean uh, like uh, the Lord did back in Genesis chapter 3 concerning Adam and Eve and like Adam and Eve they passed the buck they wouldn't come clean and therefore the Lord drove Adam and Eve out to the garden and that of course is original sin well, Acts chapter 5, Peter gave this couple a chance to come clean, concern their lies, concern their conspiracy to give the impression of being somewhat more pious than they actually were. Getting rather noisy now, so hopefully you can still hear me, but I'll persevere on. And the sad thing from Acts chapter 5 is that even though he gave them a chance to come clean, the husband retained the lie and uh, lost his life and the wife came in 
and she too retained the lie and lost her life as well now I believe that couple was saved and uh, from memory I think it's Acts 2 or Acts chapter 3 it speaks about there being a great level of fear concerning the early church so I don't think that this couple would have joined such a church if they hadn't truly been converted I believe they were saved but I believe their old natures got the better of them and therefore they were struck down but go back to my earlier thoughts from 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and also chapter 6 and also chapter 11 concerning what happens to those of us which defile our bodies the Lord is very patient he's long-suffering and yet I was thinking last night about Timothy being told by the Apostle Paul to drink wine for his often infirmities and I thought to myself I wonder if Timothy was battling the old nature he was admonished by Paul not to be overly concerned about other people and he was also told not to be ashamed of the Lord's testimony he was told to abstain from fleshly lusts and I just was wondering last night and still am as I come to my halfway point through my five mile walk if Timothy was backsliding and as a result he was defiling his body and as a result the Lord was punishing him without holiness Hebrews chapter 11 nobody's going to see the Lord and of course if you've listened to my messages over the last several years you know that I believe once saved always saved I've always believed that and therefore this piece of scripture from Hebrews is somewhat of a challenge how do we exegete it well I won't spend much time trying to attempt to do so now as I'm out and about walking and having my Bible to hand but I would say this that Hebrews chapter 11 referred to as a great faith chapter aimed doctrinally at the Jews is probably concerning one who hasn't got an imputed righteousness and that's cross-referenced back to Matthew uh, 21 from memory or Matthew 22 concerning that marriage supper and the Lord is very incredulated I'll let this ambulance go by that such a person would have the audacity to come into his presence without a wedding garment on and he interrogates this person which is a picture of giving such a person a chance to come clean to get right with the Lord like Genesis chapter 3 Acts chapter 5 but it says how the man was speechless he couldn't respond and that of course is a picture of the great white throne judgment when unsaved people are going to be summoned to stand in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ John chapter 5 and also from Romans chapter 3 every mouth will be stopped I guess it's like this if you were to see a UFO if you believe in such things I personally don't but if you do and you were to see such a thing hovering over your house and if you were to try and make contact with such an object you'd be pretty awestruck I guess it's like this if you were to go to Buckingham Palace and speak to the Queen you'd be somewhat awestruck I've seen many presidents over the years go to Buckingham Palace and whether Republican or Democrat they all seem somewhat in awe of the Queen I've heard of those in this country who are staunch Republicans who have no interest in the monarchy and yet when they come into contact with the Queen they go somewhat quiet 
they are somewhat awestruck. That must be a picture, surely, of those that arrive at the judgment seat. If they're saved, to get a dressing down. And on the other hand, if they are unsaved, at a great white throne judgment before they are condemned to hell. But going back to Hebrews chapter 11, it does say that without holiness, no man, no woman will see the Lord. Now, I don't believe that the Lord gives salvation to somebody and then turns around and takes it from them. Imagine if you are, imagine if you are a parrot, for example, as some of you probably are. Imagine if you are a mother and your daughter just had her firstborn. And let's say you give your daughter some clothes for her firstborn. And you turn around down the line and say to your daughter that you want those clothes back. What a mean mother you would be. What a mean grandmother you would be. Imagine you're a father and you want to reward your son for doing something for you. And then down the line you decide to take the gift back from your son. Again, you'd be considered quite a mean person. And you went into your work the following morning and told your colleagues how you had taken your son's watch away, shall we say, because he had misbehaved, or you'd taken your daughter's baby clothes away because she had dishonoured you. They would look down upon you with great contempt. They'd be very disappointed in you. And quite rightly so. Well, I don't think Almighty God is going to give salvation to one of his children, and in a moment they get into sin, or they stop walking with him like they should, he somehow turns around and takes their salvation from them. In fact, I'm told that in Islamic circles, there is a belief that Allah can put somebody into paradise, and then when it pleases him, he can take that person out and put him into hell. That sounds somewhat of a schizophrenic deity. And here's another ambulance. This is the uh, problem when it comes to doing this type of a recording outside in a, on a very busy road. So I will continue with my unscripted theme, looking at holiness. But like I say, some Islamists believe that Allah can take somebody out to paradise and based on something they've said or done after going into paradise can then be thrown into hell. I don't believe that. I believe the Word of God says that nothing and no one can separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. When a person gets saved, that's just that. They are saved. Salvation is a gift and therefore you would look uh, down on a person who was to take a gift back from their daughter or their son simply because they had failed them or because they had come short of their expectations. The truth of the matter is this, that if you are a parent, your love for your child is unconditional, correct? Well, the same is true of the Lord. His love for his children is unconditional. And yes, we will stray. Yes, we will make mistakes. Yes, we will sin. And therefore, he's going to scourge you. He's going to whip you, chastise you. But here's the truth. When it comes to not living holy for the Lord, it comes down to this. You have to stop doing something. You have to stop walking with the Lord. You have to stop reading a Bible. 
and many people when they start to backslide do so because they have decided to go into neutral if you weren't in neutral if you decided to stay in gear you wouldn't backslide but you make a decision to stop doing what you should do and start doing something that you shouldn't do and that's a great lesson for all of us to learn but somebody might say well James how do I know if I'm backsliding well here's a quick question for you how much time each day do you spend reading the Word of God if you know write it down on a sheet of paper next question how much time do you spend watching television every day if you know sit down and write it down on a sheet of paper or how much time a day do you spend surfing the internet if you know sit down and write it down and you'll see very clearly very quickly where your heart is where your priority is next question how much money do you give to the Lord's people mission fields ministries getting Bibles out or tracks sit down and write how much you spend a week or a month on such things now make a note as to how much you spend on food or going to sport events or going on holiday or how much money you spend on luxuries do the two match up this is what I do and this may help it may not help I try and walk three times a week like I say and I do so to stay in shape I do so to have a good prayer life and I do so to pray for those that ask me to do so and if I walk say 70 minutes three four times a week I try and spend as much time in the Word of God I want to get the balance right if I spend too much walking that of course benefits my physical body and then turn around and don't spend as much time in the Word of God that will cause my spiritual soul to lose out I guess it's like uh, spiritual negligence we are a three-part being body soul and spirit and therefore if you can try and exercise for X amount of time once a day twice a day three times a day or how often you can and try and spend as much time reading the Word of God get the balance right an hour walking an hour reading the Word of God 30 minutes swimming 30 minutes in the Word of God and on top of that try and pray for a long period of time if you can getting saved is very simply this that you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you trust in his death burial and resurrection to be saved it's a free gift it's a transaction but to live for him to be something special to stand out will cost you something you're gonna to have to consecrate yourself you're gonna to have to say no to the flesh and that's tough now here's a few tips for you for what it's worth and I don't claim to be an expert I don't claim to have all of the answers but this may just help you number one start your day in prayer number two read the Word of God number three don't go into neutral don't allow your mind to drift try not to spend too much time watching television or going online or listening to music 
yes you have liberty and yet don't allow that liberty to cause you to become lawless if you want to spend time in the word of god the lord will bless you for that if you want to spend time doing physical exercise he will bless you for that because again your body is a temple of the holy ghost and yet if you do too much physical exercise and neglect your spiritual state you're going to be somewhat out of step with the lord you need to get the balance right physical and spiritual on top of that you want to be a good example to those around you those that know that you're a saved person but when it comes to being holy you have the power to be holy the scripture says how you can do all things through christ who strengthens you and that's just true that's just what it is all things but you've got to do it yourself you've got to help yourself don't expect something for nothing let's go back to hebrews chapter 11 please without holiness no man shall see the lord like i say that is primarily in reference to a jew trusting in the law perishing in the law and cross-reference it to matthew 22 memory is then summoned to stand in the presence of the lord and is condemned because he didn't have an imputed righteousness let's take that verse and spiritualize it to somebody saved today someone like Ananias and Sapphira Acts chapter 5 or someone like those found in 1 Corinthians chapter 11 carnal and the word of God tells us how some were sleeping such people were saved but they went into neutral intentionally stayed in neutral intentionally refused to repent refused to come back into fellowship with the lord and he sent them sickness and illness and problems like timothy and no doubt timothy eventually repented and got back into fellowship with the lord whereas many people don't repent and come back into fellowship with the lord like that couple in acts 5 and those from first corinthians chapter 11 well they die they go to the judgment seat and they lose rewards and the worst case scenario for such people will be that they lose their place their rule their privileges in the millennial kingdom whatever you do make sure that's not you whatever you do make sure you're spending as much time as you can in fellowship with the lord scripture praying and if you can support those that are doing frontline work for the lord sit down again and write on a sheet of paper how much time you spend praying or reading the word of god compared to how much time you spend watching television or surfing the net do the two harmonize do they match up if you can say that you spend an hour reading the word of god every day and an hour walking then praise the lord you are a well-disciplined a well-balanced individual but if you can't say that if you're spending more time feeding the flesh and less time in the word of god then of course you're going to fall short and you'll become defiled and mark my words you will start to go into neutral you will start to backslide because you can't get control 
over the flesh. And yet, if you stay in the spirit, if you spend as much time as you can in prayer and the word of God, your flesh will lose some of its hold over you. And you'll be able to say, hey, you can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth you. So take these thoughts, take these uh, words, if you will, and see if such advice can help you. My purpose is quite simply this, to get you saved, if you're not saved, and if you are saved, to build you up. Salvation is a free gift. And once you get saved, you get the whole world for nothing. Somebody once said, it's not getting something for nothing, it's getting everything for nothing. And yet, once you are saved, you are enlisted into the army of the Lord. And you are equipped, you are expected, you are empowered to live a certain way for the Lord, for the King. It's like this. Let's say you are in the British Army and you get the best training possible and you get the best weapons possible and you get the best uniform possible and after many weeks and months of training and deployments eventually you're put into combat and you are ready to go and yet when you arrive in combat you decide to become a pacifist you decide to do nothing you decide to sit back and be an observer. Well, first of all, there's every chance you could be disciplined, maybe court-martialed for such an act of disobedience. And on top of that, if you are part of a platoon, you've just let your men down. You've just let your colleagues down. You've let your unit down. You've let the army down. And maybe even caused their deaths because you were sent into combat to fight. And that's what Christians are called to do. Fight a spiritual war. Starts with ourselves, putting the old man down, renewing the new man each and every day, and then pushing on, trying to make a difference, trying to get people saved. And that goes back to what I said previously about having a legacy. There's everything to play for when it comes to receiving a legacy. But most Christians are lazy and if the truth be known, are uninterested in putting themselves out for the Lord and they expect others to do their work for them. But I'll say this and I will close that you have been commissioned, you've been ordered and you've been shown how to fight for the Lord. Spiritually, of course, not physically. And that fight concerns your old flesh, your old man, and it also concerns winning souls to the Lord. He that winneth souls is wise, and woe is me if I don't preach the gospel. That's why we are still here as saved people, to pray to our Father, to read his word, and then tell people about him. But don't fall short, don't allow bitterness to get a hold of you, don't go into neutral and end up like that couple from Acts chapter 5 or those from 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and arrive at the judgment seat with no congratulations but condemnation. 
And that's why I think from Hebrews chapter 11, if I was to try and take a spiritual application, I would say this one final time that it is speaking about those that fall short of the Lord's glory, those that feed the flesh, and as such arrive at the judgment seat with nothing to show for their lives. And they may be whipped if they were false teachers, disobedient Christians, and therefore they lose their place in the millennial kingdom of our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ. So I will conclude this walking, talking sermon, and I'm not sure how this is going to come out. This was an idea that came to me a while ago, and I thought I would try today to record and put some of my thoughts down and share them with you all. And I will say this as a quick PS, if I may, that what you can never do is blame the Lord for your failures. When you fail, you fail because you've chosen to fail. You put yourself into neutral. If you're a driver, you know what I'm saying, if you're a driver, you know that if you go from being in gear into neutral, you are technically putting the car into a dangerous position. In fact, if you were to take your driving test and take the car out of gear and just cruise down the road in neutral, you probably fail your test because the car technically is out of control. And that's a good picture of a Christian putting his tabernacle, his vessel into neutral and therefore going out of control and of course if he's not careful he will hit the buffers and no doubt crash and yet why put yourself through this why do that take my advice spend as much time as you can in the word of god if you can exercise go for it try and build up your prayer life be careful what you watch what you listen to and if you're not sure if the balance is right just write it down on a sheet of paper and you'll see very quickly where your heart is. And finally, if you want to see how well you're doing for the Lord, make a note as to how much you spend on the Lord and his people compared to what you spend on food, what you spend on going to the cinema or the theatre or going to a show or going to a football or a soccer match, a baseball match, whatever and you'll see within five minutes where your heart is so i'm gonna wrap this message up now i've almost finished my walk and it's starting to rain and this is pretty typical when you go for a walk the weather starts off very nicely but as you end or when you come to an end the weather turns against you so i will sign out wish you every blessing and every possible happiness and every victory over the flesh and may the lord be with you all and hopefully lord willing i will do some more of these and share them with you all through the internet and through end times coming radio